BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And now, the list of things that you can buy at the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com. Things to wear like Chicago Reader hats, t-shirts, bandanas, and face masks. Things for your daily life like the Chicago Reader camping mug, Chicago Reader tote bags, and a Chicago Reader reporter's notebook. Things for you to read like our Reader recipes, the Chicago Reader 420 Companion, our Chicago Reader Best of book series from journalist Maya Dukmasova, Mike Sula, Ben Jarofsky, and Lior Galil, the Chicago Reader coloring book, and the Chicago Reader stay home puzzle. Find the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com and show your support for the nation's first free weekly news paper since 1971. Bonus time to Ben Jarowski show as I speak. What's the date? Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. Of course, you're hearing this anytime. We are in the midst of, well, we're at the very start of what looks to be a very contentious mayoral election here in the city of Chicago. So before I do every show, I always like to say what's what's in the news uh, and this is breaking as we speak, uh, breaking as we speak. Uh, I've got this. I'm not even reading this from a newspaper. I'm reading this from my phone. So how very millennialistic of me. Uh, Hunter Klaus, shout out Hunter, proud graduate of New Trier High School uh, on WBEZ. Uh, and here's the headline. Jesse White endorses Paul Vallis for mayor. Uh, and uh, Jesse White, of course, Secretary of State, Jesse White, uh, well, former uh, Secretary of State. A very well-loved uh, politician or liked politician uh, in the state of Illinois has endorsed Paul Vallis. Uh, for people may not realize this, but Jesse White's roots are in Chicago. I mean, they most people think of him as a Secretary of State, so I don't know where you think he's from, but he's uh, his roots are Chicago. Uh, for years and years and years, he taught gym at the Jenner uh, Grammar School, uh, just uh, the, uh, outside of Cabrini Green on the north side of Chicago. Uh, and for a while, he was a state rep from that area he was very closely tied with the george dunn uh, organization and he worked his way up the, the ladder let's see he was i'm doing this off the top of my head and thank man what a brain i think he was uh recorder of deeds i want to say and then he moved on become secretary of state uh so i'm not surprised uh that um uh jesse white wouldn't be endorsing uh, paul vallis paul vallis's roots very similar roots uh, Paul Vallis's roots are in the Democratic Party of Richard M. Daly, and uh, he worked for Daly administration, both as revenue director uh, and as the CEO of Chicago Public Schools. And as such, he was closely allied with um, Jesse White. They were all happy members of the Daly team. And I must confess, uh, this is confession time in the Ben Jarofsky show, that I was not a happy member of the Richard M. Daly team. Uh, I spent most of my time hitting my head against the wall 
uh, in frustration. Uh, so I've believed that the Paul Vallis campaign represents many, many, many things. But one thing uh, it does absolutely represent to me is sort of bringing back the team, if you will, uh, the Richard M. Daly team, and to a certain degree, the the Rom team, uh, also supporting Paul Vallis, apparently, or uh, the big feller, uh, Gary Big Mac McCarthy, who was police chief under Rom. He was at Paul Vallis's victory uh celebration night and Anita Alvarez, former Cook County uh, state's attorney. Uh, and these, these, well, not McCarthy, uh, Ron brought him to town from uh, the East coast, Newark or New York. Can't remember which one, but uh, Anita Alvarez, very much a part of the daily team. Uh, so this is a faction of Chicago politics uh, that kind of left a little bit, sort of uh, over when, uh, when daily left, but they were always like hovering around. And uh, now they're about to, uh, to uh, they're on the verge of what they think is taking back their city. And um, on this show, it's a lefty show. We have a lot of lefties on. And uh, the lefties who come to the show predict that Brandon Johnson will win. Uh, I live in a different world because I read the mainstream newspapers. And the mainstream newspapers, the mainstream media is absolutely convinced that Paul Vallis will win. And they're always presenting evidence uh, that will support their uh, position on this. Now, some might say that's like trying, like self-fulfilling prophecies. So they're hoping to send out a certain message that Paul Vallis's victory is inevitable, that there's no point in resisting. There's never a point in resisting. You always should succumb. You always should allow whoever the mainstream media wants to be mayor to be elected mayor. That's the lefty in me speaking. I admit it. That's the lefty of me speaking. Uh, and uh, so I'm just sitting there smiling. And so many memories come back when I read the, the articles about how Jesse White is supporting, is supporting Paul Vallis. They go on to say, well, this means this opens the door for more black leaders to support him, to undercut the message that somehow or other uh, he's a great white hope. And what he really is is a mayor for all the city of Chicago who is going to make Chicago, and this is what he says, the safest city in America. And so it's a, like a message that they're sending to you. Uh, and it's a re very reassuring message. Uh, it's one that does remind me of the one that Daly uh, issued in 89 when he ran to fill out Harold Washington's last two years. In contrast, when Harold Washington was running, the message that was being sent out to the people of the city of Chicago was, be scared, be very scared. There's great uncertainty in the air. We're not quite sure how uh, Harold Washington will run the city of Chicago. We're not sure if he's capable of running the city of Chicago. So it's just interesting how it works. And I've now lived through three cycles like this. I guess it's the third. I don't know. I have to sit back later tonight and do an accurate count. So that's the news that's breaking as I begin uh, my interview with my distinguished guests. As I do with uh, all interviews, I ask my distinguished guest to introduce himself. So distinguished guests, is actually plural, introduce yourself. Uh, hi, Ben. Uh, we're really happy to be on the show. Uh, we are Urban Spaceman. We're uh, a space rock group uh, from Logan Square. My name is Michael Burton, and I play uh, rhythm guitar and sing. And Josh, what and, uh, I'm Josh Goldman. I play uh, lead guitar, and uh, I also play bass, and I sing a little. 
Uh, welcome to the show, gentlemen. And Josh, uh, a volunteer before we went on, that he's not really going to talk a lot, except every now and then he'll add some kind of smart-ass, wry, sardonic, I can't remember the word he used, comment. Snide. Uh, snide. snide was the word. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the right word, Ben. Uh, now, Michael Burton, ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you a little something about this uh, this young man. I met him... Oh my goodness, Michael. I want to say it was 1994. I can't remember. I uh, anyway, I think, I think more like 98, 99. 98. Okay. Uh, and uh, I am now going to show Michael. I am wearing All the, right. shirt, the jersey that he gave me. Yeah. He brought this jersey to my house. Uh, in those days, he was championing an idea that I absolutely loved, even though I knew it would never happen. Uh, Never's a long was... time, Ben. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is a good point, Michael. I can't say it'll never happen because I won't be around if it does happen, if it happens after I'm not here, if that makes any sense. I mean, so we I live in amazing say. times. Some of, the, some of the things that have happened, uh, are, we couldn't maybe have imagined 10 or 15 years ago. Marijuana legal, uh, Trump president, all sorts of things that <laughs> I would defy anybody's prognications right yeah okay uh yeah so donald i yes i never would imagine donnie trump would be would be president of the united states uh according to his his true believers he's still the president of the united states he didn't actually lose uh and um but anyway uh depave i thought it was a great idea i know we're not here to talk about depaving lakeshore drive but just just momentarily talk about what a great idea it was Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. And it's it's an idea that lives on. Um, I, it was a campaign that uh, I launched back in the late 90s with a lot of uh, uh, bicycling activists at the time, and it really caught fire. It caught the imagination of a lot of people. And the idea was that um, the, the land that's the most valuable land in the city, what have we done with it? It really says a lot about who we are as people. And uh, having an eight-lane superhighway on your most val valuable land is not the highest and best use. Other cities like San Francisco have depaved the Embarcadero uh, Freeway. The Portland has depaved um, the Harbor View Freeway. Other cities have done this. Uh, Boston did a sort of half-assed job by burying it, which cost billions of dollars. Um, but, you know, they their heart was maybe in the right place, even though if their brain was out to lunch on that one. Um, you know, and I, I think the days are numbered for uh, Lakeshore Drive as far as being um, what it is today. Um, others have picked up the rallying cry, and I appreciate those folks. Uh, I still participate at times, and uh, yeah, let's let's get it done. All right, that's great. I still have my T-shirt, which I wear. Right on. See, I mean, you, you're you're carrying the flame, Ben. I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm carrying the flame. All right, uh, so uh, the top. Talk about, uh, I didn't even know you had, you were a musician. I humbly apologize for that. I always thought of you as an activist right. uh, and a housing developer, low-income housing developer. I, or, I never thought of you as a musician until I got your email the other day. Uh, so talk a little bit about uh, what you, uh, your sort of, uh, your style and uh, the themes of your work. Go ahead. Josh and I are both Logan Square dads, and we met through uh through our logan square community here and we've been uh playing together for i don't know it's probably six or seven years now and uh we just kept on getting deeper and deeper in you know we uh 
we love all kinds of music. And uh, during the pandemic, we started to, you know, we were in, in each other's circle, right? And uh, we got together and we started recording stuff and it sounded good. And so we were excited and we released our first album uh, almost two years ago now called Naturally High, uh, Urban Space Band, Naturally High. And uh, played out a little bit and then, you know, everything shut down and uh, we got down in the studio and we've been working on this latest album ever since. And we're real excited about it. And uh, our, I think our philosophy is uh, we're sort of like the French situationalist or the back from the Paris Commune. Remember those heady days um, where there's no separation of art and life, that you live your art and uh, your art is your life. And I, I, I think we try to subscribe to that, that, um, you know, there, art isn't a separate thing you do. It's incorporated into everything. And that's sort of what this album, uh, Will the Squoval Be Unbroken, uh, it, it's really, it's our community. We're living, putting our community and our hearts on our sleeve and giving it a real hard look, looking at the past, the present, the future, what's going on, our friends, our enemies, and uh, just seeing where it goes. And we're, we're excited about it. I think there's a lot of, you know, music, um, is the, uh, for a lot of people, it's the easiest way to sort of transcend thought or transcend current state. And, uh, and when you start writing music, you you really go to different places that you never would have guessed. So, um, a lot of that happens on this album. We're excited to share it with people. All right. Well, take us some, um, take us some of the places that your music took you.
could the greed government will follow the people must lead police say her words are more dangerous than 1,000 rioters police say her words are more dangerous than 1,000 rioters who says speaks the truth no one can ever silence her please say her words are more dangerous than 1,000 rioters yeah no one can ever silence her from Avondale to Bunhouse Square Lucy's words will always live on Ever people are fighting strong and working hard to get some justice done just like 1,000 rioters yeah no one can ever silence her like 1,000 rioters ah. That was well done. Great guitar playing, Josh. Thank uh, you. Thank I know you. you wanted really. Uh, I've heard the uh, the electric version, and I know you you probably really wanted to go out there and do that Hendrix thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, uh, uh, it sounded excellent on the acoustic. So uh, thank you. Thank, thank you. Ben. Well done. It's, it's got a just, completely different vibe. It's the alt take, you know. Right, right, and and actually, we we play it out a lot too um, on acoustic. Uh, we'll be playing the Logan Square Farmers Market probably this summer. Uh, we got a gig coming up at Gallery Cabaret. We'll have electric and acoustic there on April 7th, folks. Our big record release, Gallery Cabaret, uh, over on Oakley, 2020 Oakley in Bucktown. Uh, yeah, very excited about that, mm -hmm. folks. Why don't you uh, take a uh, – just just take do a bit discourse on this line that I wrote down from the song. Uh, Police said her words are more dangerous than 1,000 rioters. Right. So um, police uh, actually did say that about uh, Lucy Parsons, that um, she was uh, she was harassed constantly throughout her life, especially after the Haymarket affair. Um, and uh, she was just she was a very fiery orator and could really uh, could really motivate people with her words. And uh, you go back and you look at some of her written speeches, man, and you can feel her speaking to us through the ages. We picked out a couple lines um, about the one agreed and uh, the one about, uh, you know, government must follow and the people must lead. I mean, that's what we're doing in the community here. It's really exciting. And it really I, when I when I read that, I was like, man, she is speaking to us. You know, her words are living on, man. And we just felt like we had to do this song, you know, it was. It was we, we couldn't not, you know, it just all fit together so much. Uh, and what was the line? I was trying to write it down. I couldn't 
quite hear the full line that she said that really woke you up. What was that line that you just said? Uh, the government will follow and the people must lead. And, and you know, it, it, it sounds sort of trite maybe, but uh, if you think about how we got like Lucy Gonzalez Parsons apartments done, man, it was during the days of ROM. And, you know, there's this big parking lot next to the uh, Blue Line Logan Square CTA station that was be- not being used, really. It's, it had like maybe 20 cars and a 120 parking car, you know, capacity parking lot. Um, and the community got together and said, we need affordable housing. That's the highest and best use. Had a planning process and everything. And, and then we went to meet with Rom and his guys and they're like, no, you gotta, you gotta do something that's going to bring in money, market rate and all that. And we said, no. And then Carlos, uh, you know, Ramirez Rosa got elected and we teamed up with him and the community said, yeah, we're going to do this. And, uh, and we built a hundred units there, you know, and it just, it, we leased it all up, uh, just a couple months ago and it's exciting, hundred percent affordable right in the heart of Logan square. You know, it's, We've lost 20,000 Latinos in Logan Square in the last 20 years. And, uh, but, you know, we're clawing back. We're trying to preserve. There's, this isn't going to be Lincoln Park. We're going we're gonna to write a different story here, hopefully. You know? But it's a struggle, man. It's not easy. You gotta, we're fighting against big stuff, and we're the good guys. And uh, good guys often lose, as you know, Ben. You've chronicled that many a time in this town. And, uh, but you got you to gotta do what's right in the end, man. This, it's all we got is... Uh, you know, getting together, working together, man, that's America, hopefully, that we can show a way here that uh, out of the darkness and into the light. And uh, it sounds a little bit too much like Lightfoot. I guess we're beyond that, right? right that was- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I'm I'm very optimistic. Uh, I, I'm excited at the stuff we're doing here in Logan Square. I know, you know, it's not it's not going to not all boats are going to rise here and there's still displacement. I'm not I'm not denying that. But uh we got to do what we can and hopefully we, you know, we're, it's great. It's exciting to see a big socialist block on city council. Um, you know, I, I think we can really change things in, in our lifetime here and maybe leave this city a better place than we found it. All right. Uh, I can get onto that. Have uh, you told Ben about how you wrote a song about how ugly and how much you hate your next door neighbors. That <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, so we bought a two flat here in Logan square, uh, 20 years ago and it had a head start next door that got demolished. And, uh, you know, and we, we, you know, and about five years ago, there are four townhouses built on it. So, uh, we're not ready to go with that song here right now. Mm-hmm, it's in the song just... from our first album called gentrification gray. And, and the idea is that, you know, not only do, you know, not only does gentrification sucks because, you know, your longtime neighbors, you know, get forced out, but you're stuck with these atrocious, uh, you know, looking things. And actually the houses next to us didn't wind up being that bad, you know, they could be better. They could have be- been a lot worse, I guess. They could could have been a lot better. But, uh, you know, I think that sort of captures something about the whole soul suck, you know, and, and so many levels of gentrification. And, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of people in this neighborhood, they were forced out of Lincoln Park. And, uh, you know, they've, and we try, we try to capture that in our songs that there's this westward tide, right? Of, um, and, uh, you know, we some, sometimes just got to stand up and say, no, we're going to do something. We may not cure the whole thing, but we're going to show a way to do it. And, uh, you know, that's the way progress comes. And hopefully, is, you know, and 
you start something and uh, get something done, man. It's it's easy to say, well, you're not solving the whole problem, but hell, you're doing something, man. If everyone did something, this this would be a different world. It already is just by saying that and breathing that air and 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 doing something. Yeah. So, anyways, go ahead, Ben. <laughs> you got some questions. Uh, I, I, I'd like to hear another song. Oh, uh, cool. And uh, yeah, yeah, we got we got a couple more queued right. up for you, and then we got the surprise one. We'll see if we can voice down you at the end. But uh, it's related. Conversation. Anyways, um, so this next song uh, is a fun song that uh, we wrote, and it ties together a few different things. Um, during the pandemic, uh, if you live in Logan Square or if you live on other boulevards in the city, you'll remember that um, the city sort of flirted with utopia by uh, having a five mile per hour speed limit on the side roads of the boulevards here. And they put up uh, in the, in the pres- a lot of pre- preservations hated this because they put up these big traffic barrels that were on sightly on the historic boulevard. Um, and uh, so, you know, it's always, it's always a tempest in the teapot when you get around those issues, but it was really awesome that people were jogging and strollers on the side, you know, the service drives through the boulevards. It was really, it was really an awesome time. Um, and uh, a big champion of this was our friend, John Greenfield, who is, who also used to write for the reader. Um, he's a traffic advocate, a bike advocate as well. Um, and uh, he played for full disclosure. He uh, he's an itinerant bass player in our band. When we play out, he's our bass player. Um, and he's a, He's a rock star in his own right. So uh, we put all this together and uh, we wrote a song about him and, and about the whole um, uh, the utopia, uh, pandemic utopia on our boulevards. And the funny thing about it, we, where we shot the video, the opening of the video of it um, on the boulevard, they just put up a traffic camera the other day, you know, a speed camera. And we were like, see, victory, man. They're <laughs> Uh, so it's called green lightning. And the, the sort of joke is our friend is the slowest biker. We know he's a real slow biker. So, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> anyways, okay. You go once, two, a one, two, three, four. go fast in this here town. I know a guy who tells him, you gotta slow down. Five miles per hour is the speed he rides. It's a tantric exercise that could save your life. Watch out, ladies, green lightning. Yeah, the storm clouds can be frightening. But the electricity's so exciting. Oh, watch out, green lightning. Lightning, green lightning. Ooh, he's a lover and a fighter with his pen and electric typewriter. Sure as the rain that falls to the ground, green lightning's gonna clean up this cockroach town. Watch out, ladies, green lightning. Yeah, the storm clouds can be frightening, but the electric He's 
a big rock star, but he don't need no limousine car. Yeah, green lightning, he will go far with his bicycle and acoustic guitar. Watch out, ladies, green lightning. Yeah, the storm clouds will be frightening, but the electricity's so exciting. Oh, watch out, green lightning. Go something like that. <laughs> Watch out, ladies! Green lightning. Yeah, uh, you know he can be a bit of a lady killer and <laughs> slowly, in, in a positive way. Slowly but surely. <laughs> slowly but surely. Yeah, and and he, you know, I mean, there's it's sort of like that whole philosophy: the slower you go, the faster you get there. You know, and there's a lot of truth to that. Wow, that is uh, I'd never heard that one before. The slower you go, oh, you will, you will. Uh, <laughs> So one of your themes that uh, you address a lot is uh, the whole issue of gentrification. You talked about it a little bit uh, not too long ago. Uh, and, uh, yeah, gentrification uh, has changed Chicago drastically since I moved here in 1981. And I can go on and on about property taxes, but I'm going to uh, right, right. throw yeah. some. Uh, I'm with you on that. I, I love the, you know, I really appreciate You've been a, a voice on, on these issues for a long time, on TIF reform, on property taxes. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I mean, it's sort of like the old Elgrin quote, man. The, what, you know, the soul of the, how does that go? Uh, you know, how does that one go, Ben? You know that one. <laughs> from, from the people who do <laughs> the work, come the soul of the city. That's my paraphrase of it, something like that. And, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you go to places like London that have gone through more advanced gentrification than we have. and and the soul has been socked out, man. You know, it's all corporate and, um, you know, it's a monoculture and, uh, you know, and that's what, what makes cities exciting in the first place, man, is, is just that the soul, the culture, the unpredictability, the, you know, learning new things and the mixing, right. Of all different types of things. And we still got that here in Chicago. We do. It's, uh, there's places where it's been beaten out, but God damn it, we're, gonna, we're still fighting for some of it. And it's, it's worth fighting for, man. All right. So uh, you got any more songs about gentrification you want to share with us? Oh, yeah. Should we do our the title song? Um, and, and this one's a, a little different than the other two in that um, it's a little more wistful. Um, uh, it, it invokes... Uh, invokes the spirit of Shel Silverstein and some of the words... Uh, and it's, it's really, it's about Palmer Square, if you know the Palmer Square area there. Um, and it's sort of, it was redeveloped uh, in a really um, nice way, maybe about 10 years ago, um, with a velveteen rabbit 
theme. So we took that, the Velveteen Rabbit, as a point of departure. Um, we took Shel Silverstein as a point of departure in this. And we took the Carter family as a point of departure, which, uh, you know, uh, will the circle be unbroken? And people tend to ask what Squoville is. We don't like to explicate too much because people find their own meaning in this stuff, too. And you don't want to get in the way of that. But I'll, I'll just say if, uh, you know, there are two very prominent squovels in Logan Square. If you look from an aerial view, some call them squares, but they're actually squovels. And, uh, you know, and uh, I think you need, you know, it's cool to sort of think in that way. And, uh, uh, yeah, so just think on that maybe and uh, stop talking and start playing maybe. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
deal. It's time to ask the skin horse what is real. And the skin horse will tell you love takes a long, long time. And real isn't ugly. Threadbare can be sublime. Love takes a long, long The children know where the dark street ends. Ashfall flowers grow, limestone track bends. Will the squabble be unbroken? Oh Lord, no more bye-bye. No better home is waiting, can't let the squabble die, no, can't let the squabble Real isn't ugly. Threadbare can be sublime. Right, right. Well, I guess that applies to the end there. <laughs> right. And, that, and that's uh, some of that is taken from uh, the Velveteen Rabbit uh, childhood book, uh, which is the sort of theme of the uh, statuary in the Palmer Square little play area for the kids. And, and you know, that does hearken to us on why we moved to Logan Square in the first place. Is it it is an old, beautiful place. It's got a lot of, lot of worn out beauty and a lot of restored beauty, and it's what makes the place special, right? And um, yeah, you know, I got Rosa's uh, Blues Club right across my alley still, and luckily they haven't been gentrified out yet. Um, there's a lot of cool places here, and uh, and we love this. I, I really love Logan Square. I do, um, and I I feel blessed to be able to work in the community and create and preserve affordable housing. I can see a 30 unit um, building that I helped create uh, from my back porch. Uh, it's a hundred percent affordable. And like, you know, and I, those families, you know, those people I'd see them at, at the local bar, I see them at the grocery store, I see them on the Bloomingdale trail, you know, and it's, and it's great that, um, you know, it's, it still is a diverse community. It still is a, 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 a vibrant community. And, you know, if you go east of, you know, into Lincoln Park, it's so much more corporate and whiter and richer. And, you know, you know, it's where the old town school was born. No, no old town school is being born in Lincoln Park now, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think Logan Square, we're, we're, it's worth fighting for. The city is worth fighting for. And that's sort of what we're tapping into with, with this music and 
I think with our very lives, you know, what we, what we work on and, and uh, what we do, there's no separation. And that's, it feels good. So you said you had a surprise song before we let you go. What ah. is the surprise song? <laughs> well, I, I remember, you know, you're such a big fan of Deep Haven Lakeshore Drive that uh, I'd written a Deep Haven Lakeshore Drive song like 20 years ago. And uh, we we played it a few times out, uh, it, you know, Josh and I have, and people like it. And I was like, oh, man, I bet you Ben would like that. <laughs> and you brought it up. Then you brought it up. I was like, hey. I brought it up. Wait, it's hold on. Uh, serendipitous. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's the R. Crumb uh, thing that we ripped off. I remember when I gave it to you, you said, did you get the approval on this? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to old man Crumb, man. He's going to tell me to fuck off. You know? <laughs> Uh, oh, I can't say it on the radio or podcast. Podcast. Nate's going to bleep it. He's got you. It's all yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you want us to play that one, Ben? Yeah, we'll close it down with that. Go ahead. One, two, three, four. It's inherent in the works of man to defile nature's gifts again and again. Damn and hedge, hedge, or driving SUVs. I tell you, my friends, there's a way for us to make. It's a eight-lane obscenity. It's a scourge of the beach. It's time to deep a lake shore drive. Can't hardly take it no more. We're bringing jackhammers down to the shore. It's time to deep a lake shore drive. The Canal Commission decreed in 1836 that Chicago's lakefront trail remain forever free and clear. Daniel Burnham said the same thing to who I tell you, my friends, I know just who. What we need to do It's a eight-lane obscenity It's a scourge of the beach It's time to de-pave Lakeshore Drive Finally can't take it no more We're bringing backhoes down to the shore It's time if you go down to LSD, traffic congestion is all that you see. Can hardly see the way to the auto emission haze. So let's get cars off the beach. 
make the lakefront free and clear. Rallies and bypassing guys, it's time to de-pave paradise. Perhaps it's inherent in the works of man to defile nature's gifts again and again. Damn it, hatch, Driving SUVs, I tell you, my friend, wait for us I can hear those jackhammers a little bit already, <laughs> folks. Yeah, Bring those out there in radio land, out there in podcast, podcast. land. Yeah, bring right those backhoes to the beach. Okay. That's right, man. <laughs> it's within reach. <laughs> All right, D-Pay, that's, that, that, that uh, brought back a lot of good memories. I used to wear that T-shirt uh, around just to annoy my younger daughters because they just couldn't, just couldn't conceive a D-Paving laser drive. And then later on, they go, you know, it may not be a bit. <laughs> well, I mean, you uh, know, we're behind, we're behind the times on this one. There are other cities that have done it, and we could do it too, you know. I mean, it's... It's like, what do you prioritize? And getting around, and you know, getting around in the car is the most least least efficient way you can do it, space wise, energy wise, everything. Uh, so uh, you know, its days are numbered, Ben. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do it. <laughs> All right, very good. Uh, before I let you go, one more time, uh, give a shout out to where you're gonna be performing. Uh, you did it in the middle of the show, and right, let's right. close the show. Uh, we're real excited. Uh, Gallery Cabaret has been sort of our home base, and. Uh, it's just a great stage, uh, you know, that Smashing Pumpkins started out there, a lot of great Wicker Park bands, and every day, man, it's, it feels like Greenwich Village, uh, <laughs> 1961 there, you know, you never know what's going to walk through the door on their open mics and whatnot, and they've, they've been very generous to uh, giving us access to the stage, and we played, uh, we played one gig there uh, during the pandemic, and we filled the house, man, uh, during the pandemic, for crying out loud, and we rocked it, it was a blast. And we're going to be there again, uh, showcasing a lot of our new tunes and some of our old favorites on Friday, April 7th. Come on out, folks, you know, like 8 p.m. We'll, we're going to have some uh, fun other acts there. And the Logan Square UFO Club will be partying with us, too. Uh, Urban Spaceman, again, uh, April 7th, Friday. Uh, Gallery Cabaret 2020, North Oakley in Bucktown, Ben. All right. Very good. Uh, Michael, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much, Josh, as well. Uh, and I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. Take care.